Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. Right, it's testimony time. Amen. Let me read a popular scripture we all know in a different version. Philippians chapter 4 verse 19 says, And this same God who takes care of me will supply all your needs from his glorious riches which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. The scripture says that the Lord will supply your needs according to his riches, not yours, not your idea of what wealth is. Today we have testimonies about how the Lord has supplied people's needs according to his riches. But then Paul was saying the way God has taken care of him, God will take care of the Philippians too. The same way God has taken care of the people that are going to share their testimonies today. If you open your heart to receive, the Lord will take care of you too. So put your hands together for our first testimony from Festus, from the prayer basanta. Put your hands together for Festus. Hello, church. Please, I'm Festos from the Prayer Basanta. We, we can tell, we can tell, you can tell by his voice. My shepherd says I should mention my center. Mercy. Salon center. <laughs> so, please tell us about your testimony. My testimony is about divine provision. Wow. Last semester, I was actually owing school fees. Mate. 977 Ghana cities. So I remember we came to church and mommy said we are going to have an all night. So Bishop Francis came in. I was left with only 20 Ghana cities on campus. So I was really managing. My whole life, 20 Ghana cities. So I was really managing. So while in church, I remember I came to kneel down here and I said, God, remember me. I really cried. So I remember Bishop Francis raised an envelope and said, 100 Ghana cities. Me, I wanted him to come down like five Ghana cities, so I'll come for the envelope. And I remember she said to a lady who was sitting here, that come for the envelope, have faith. And the lady was seated. And I said, then this is my way. And I ran to, to the envelope. So after the after the all night, hey, where do I get 80 CDs to attach to my 20 CDs? I called a friend that can you please borrow me some money? And he said he's broke. Man. I said, mercy. So on Sunday I came to church with my 20 CDs. And I remember mommy said that even if you don't have the hundred CDs in full, you can pay it in bits. Yeah. So that Sunday. I paid the 20 CDs and I was still trusting God. 
Later, I had some money. I remember I paid 50 CDs. So I paid 70 CDs. Later, I had another money and I paid the money. After I finished paying the 100 CDs, God is a witness. Three friends decided to pay off my school fees for me. Wow. 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 I don't know about you, but the friends I have don't pay my school fees. That is not all. I don't know about you, but at least, like, the most thing a friend can do is to buy you food or something. But, like, to pay your school fees, to come together and agree and decide to pay your school fees. I think you should put your hands together for the Lord. That is not all. That's not all. From that day, I have never lacked money. Wow. My financial status, by the grace of God, yes. is completely changing. Wow. By the grace of God. And I remember when we went to the camp, mommy said, if you are about giving an offering, double the money you are giving. I was going to give five CDs and I said, let me double it. And I gave 10 CDs. If I knew, I would have given 50 CDs that day. I was just there. After we closed, I was sleeping. And a friend in the nursing training called me that Charlie, my alawa has come home. I said, wow. I just told her, please pay your tithes. I didn't ask her for any money. I was just there and mobile money received 100 CDs. I was like, if I knew, I would have paid 50 CDs. But I didn't know. Mercy, the pastor's only like to tell the church. So, what I want the, the churches, if you are here and if you're sometimes watching TV, you've been seeing those people send them out and I mean send them out. All that I would say is send the bra. There is, there is a grace working here. There is anointing here, and we really have a prophetess in the house, C.F. Joy. And by the grace of God, God is using her to be doing miracles, wonders. So please, if you are here, I don't know if it's healing you need. I don't know it, if it's financial breakthrough you need. All that I would just say is that, just stay under the anointing and be sober and you will receive. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor. I pray that when it's time for us to give offerings, you will not say, if I knew, I would have given 50 CDs. <laughs> Alright. Put your hands together for our second testimony from Mercy. introduce yourself to us. Hallelujah, church. Amen. Okay, my name is Mercy Anadonko, and I'm center director for Gaza region. Wow. Hallelujah. Please tell us about your testimony. Okay, my testimony is about how I received a miracle money. Wow. So what happened was uh, one Sunday, uh, mommy, mommy was taking a special one CD offering. Yes. And, and what is interesting about this uh, one CD offering was that that very morning I had done certain activities so I didn't really have any money on me. I, I was left with exactly one Ghana CD in my purse. 
And then um, we had, I think we had taken communion and everything. And she said she feels within her heart to take a special one CD offering. Just as I was sitting there, one usher came to me that, oh, madam, your car, your car, you didn't park well, so the tie has become flat. Mercy. Uh-huh. So it's better you quickly go and do something about it before we close, else you won't be able to move your car again. And I know that pumping a tie costs exactly one Ghana CD. And I had one CD. So you can uh, see that the devil was trying to divert where the blessing will come from. So as I was there, I was contemplating whether to come forward and give or to go and fix my tie. And the way mommy was uh, insisting, I'm like, this thing is spiritual. Let me just go ahead and give wow. the money. So I gave the one Ghana CD. And then um, that was it. So the following day, which was Monday, uh-huh, uh, when I went to work, Early in the morning, I got a call from my boss. And then he said, oh, Messi, last year's uh, bonus we're contemplating to pay you guys. We have agreed now. Wow. So we are paying, and it's 800 Ghana cities. Wow. So within a short time, I got the alert. And I was so excited. I was like, oh, okay, I'm even owing an uncle. Mm. 2,000 Ghana cities. And then I was, I've been struggling to pay. So now that I have the 800, I have some money I can some. add up yeah. so that I can clear it. So I quickly called my uncle that, oh, uncle, your, your 2,000 Ghana CD is ready. I want to pay. And I was like, oh, the 2,000, keep it. Hey! <laughs> From one CD to 2,800 CDs. I don't know why you are sitting down like that. Like you can't see that the Lord is moving in this place. Put your hands together for the Lord. She said that her boss has been contemplating for about a year to give the 800 Ghana CDs. And just because of one CD, God moved something, stirred something, did something, and a year of contemplating just became one Monday morning. I don't know what money you're expecting that is delaying, but as you give an offering today, everything will work out for your good, and you will get it tomorrow morning in Jesus' name. Amen. So, Mercy, what would you like to tell the church? Okay, so what I want to tell everyone is that we have anointed woman of God with us. Yeah. She's very powerful and strong. And anything she says, it happens. So I want to encourage each and everyone to keep on being here, believing her, and then taking a step forward whenever she asks us to do something. Because when I, 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 I realized I had 2,800, and I'm like, God, where is it coming from? Then it clicked, the one CD. Wow. That's a sacrifice. Wow. It just clicked like Holy Spirit reminded you yes. of your giving. Thank you so much, yeah. Mercy. Put your hands together for the Lord. Are you clapping or you are not clapping? If you are clapping, do it very well. And give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah. Please take your seat. Send to your neighbor and say, my neighbor, I have been seeing you around for some time. But I have not heard your testimony yet. Hello? Yeah. We hear testimonies every Sunday. And sometimes you can be sitting there wondering, oh, when is my own coming? Hallelujah. But look at your neighbor and say, my neighbor, it's according to your faith. 
Everybody here has a neighbor. So when I say look at your neighbor and you are looking at me, look at your neighbor and say, my neighbor is according to your faith. If only you will believe and obey, you will have your testimony. Amen. Put your hands together. Hallelujah. This morning we have a special person in our church this morning. Pastor Kofi is in the house. Pastor Kofi used to assist the pastor of this church, Pastor Ashon, and he was the direct pastor of the choir. Oh, Pastor Kofi, you have to stand so that we can give you a proper welcome. She's reminding me that, in fact, MFI is a sheep. Yes, Lady Pastor MFI is Pastor Kofi's sheep. He was the pastor of New Side Region. Put your hands together. Pastor Kofi, we are so happy to have you. Stand and let us walk. Oh, put your hands together. We are so happy to have you here. The church is standing because you are part of the foundation of the church. And God bless you. And you can see your, the fruits of your labor. Hallelujah. She is a pastor. I saw some of the dancers jumping. Hallelujah. They are all part of your fruits. God bless you. And we have a prophetess in our house. Oh, I said we have a prophetess in our house. Stand to your feet. You can hear from people's testimony that every word that comes out of her mouth does not fall to the ground. They always come to pass. Her words are making pastors out of us, shepherds out of us, children of God out of us. Put your hands together. Give the Lord a shout as we welcome our For Jesus, not for me, for Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Wow. Wow. We thank the Lord for all that He's doing and for how far He has brought us. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm happy to see you in church. And tell the neighbor on the other side, you were doing like you wouldn't wake up this morning. You were doing long. You were doing long. Like you won't get up today. So I'm glad to see you here. Hallelujah. Put your hands together again. Amen. I want you to find your Bible. Remember we said we are bringing our Bibles. Today I left mine at home, so I'm using my soft copy. But take out your Bible. We have our daily, our confession that we make every Sunday. So take it up. I told you, if you are using your phone and you have other things there, Come on, let's. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I'll be taught the Word of God. I'll never be the same. Never, never, never. 
I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name. Amen. Take your seat. Wow. I'm so happy to see all of you this morning. Amen. Ask your neighbor, have you been part of the spiritual feast that we have been having in this place? Hallelujah. You know, I think that the Lord has just had mercy on us. And he's meeting us in different ways and at different times. Amen. And I want you to make sure that you are not left out. Pastor Kofi, it's nice having you in church one more time. <laughs> I think half the church doesn't know you, or maybe more than half. Something like that. But he's a good guy to know. So if you don't know him, you better... Are you there? Oh, tell your neighbor that... Uh, do you know him? If you don't know him, find your way. My recommendation is that you get to know him. Hallelujah. Amen. The Lord has been good to us and he continues to be good to us. Amen. And I just want to make two or three announcements before I begin to preach. Is that okay with you? The first announcement that I want to make is that after second service, we always have um, Pullman Academy is on. Amen. And we are learning different scriptures. Are you there? Different subjects. But find one and fix yourself there. I know from here you are going to close. Close, go back, get something to eat, come back immediately, second service ends. Are you there? Uh-huh. And then be part of the Poiman Academy every Sunday. So if you have not enrolled yourself in any of the, the several schools that we have, I want to ask you to make sure you do so. Amen. You'll never know when a scripture will save you. Yes. you never know. Amen. Oh, are you in the house? So join something and learn some scriptures. Don't do your too known until, you see, you don't know when something will face you or fight against you. And you need to have the scripture before that time. Is that okay? Oh, is that okay? At the back, are you awake? Is it okay? At the back, I'm still watching some parts of the back. Are you okay? Or oh, I should come there and preach. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. My second announcement concerns a certain conference we are going to have here. Amen. Yeah. We are still in our season. We are still in the, our season and that conference is part of it. It's called the Art of Evangelism Conference. Amen. And it's coming on live in this house from the 8th to the 11th of June. 8th to 11th June. Is that okay? <clears throat> Please repeat the, the date to your neighbor. Uh-huh. Uh, let me just say something here. Eh? I notice that some of you, when you come to church, and we say, turn to your neighbor, say, then you're just sitting. Uh-huh. You may be in your lecture room and choose not to participate in the lecture. But I don't see the point in coming to church to just sit. So maybe where you have come from, you come to church just to sit. Here, we don't do that. We participate in the service because the Bible says that we should love God is not only by sitting. Uh -huh. With our mind, with our might, our strength. So part of your body should be inside. Uh -huh. And so begin to learn it if you don't know it already. It is the one way to enjoy life. It is to participate in it. But when you sit down in life and watch life happening to you, 
You are not a participant. You are just watching it pass. So you are too young to get there. Is that okay? Hey, that one too, you don't mind me. I say, is it okay? That one too, you don't mind me. Ha! Kai! <laughs> Amen! Some of you, you are in your 20s, but your responses to God are like the responses of people who are in their 60s. Yeah. Oh, Pastor, it's not like that, you see. I mean, that's how I am. It's not true. That's not how you are. That's not how you are. Some of you, it is football that makes you scream, not God. When football is there, yesterday night, I was in my house. I could hear you. I was hearing you screaming. Yeah. So you are able to get enthusiasm and wake up excitement over a pig skin that 24 men are chasing up and down. 22 men are chasing a pig skin up and down a yard and then you are screaming about that. But God with whom your breath is, you are not able to find any enthusiasm. Start to find it. Amen. Start to find it. Amen. Also, immediately after this service, um, the second service today, we have an ordination service. Amen. So we'll be ordaining Pastor Seth right here. And his church members will be here. But you are my church members, so you two try and be here. One day it will be your turn. Uh-huh. No, some people, you see, they don't want to come, but then when it is their turn, they will want people to come. Uh-huh. So me, I will just wish you a wish. One day there was a wedding here. And the choir was supposed to sing. And when it was time, it was not a, a wedding as in an in-house wedding. But the people had come from somewhere and had asked for our support. And we said we were going to give our support. On the day before, for the rehearsal, the choir woke up and they came for rehearsal. When it was time for the choir to sing in the wedding, please, how many choristers came? What? Six, what? Sixteen people showed up. Yeah. And I told them, I said, when it is their time for their wedding, the choir will not show. Oh, oh yeah. It is what has happened before. So when you, because the Bible says that you should treat other people how you want to be treated. Uh-huh. You see, you don't know the Bible. That's what, and I tell you, come and learn it. Uh-huh. When you come and learn the Bible, you'll be a little more careful. Hey, the church is quiet. Yeah. Hey, but pastor, I don't want you to say because of that, my wedding, no, 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 I'm just explaining to you how life is. I'm just explaining to you. Are you there? Yeah. Amen. So let us be here and let us take part in all that is going on. Amen. Okay. Now, today and probably next week, a maximum of two Sundays, but I'm going to be sharing something with you which I think is a message for this time. Amen. And I believe that it will help us to understand and to benefit the most from what is going on around us. I'm saying it because our season has not ended. God is doing so many spiritual things with us. And sometimes you may think that, oh, I can take part in some and leave some. And it's a great mistake because you don't know where your breakthrough is. Yesterday I discovered that somebody didn't uh, come to the um, convention. And I, I was so surprised. Then I, I texted him. I said, oh no. You see, we didn't lack for human beings in the house. But I just sat there and thought to myself, do you know what you have lost? Do you know what was yours that you would have gained? 
do you know what new thing would have happened? And I, I felt so sorry for him. Because some of the things that have happened in the past few weeks, you will soon realize that God has advanced you forward. You don't know in what direction, but you suddenly realize that ah, something you have been talking to him about, it has fallen away. Some issue you have been battling with, ah, it has been resolved, you know. And all without much effort, if I can put it like that way. Are you here? So for instance, your parents' marriage is falling apart just because of a prayer that was said. Or suddenly you see that the, the falling apart is not falling. But if you were to have done it on your own, you have to fast some 25 days, you have to pray some 200 hours, you have to... Aha! So it's all of that that God has just resolved in some small, some one something, you know? And I just thought to myself that, hey, only God knows and only time will tell what you have missed. Are you in the house or you have traveled? And I hope that every word that has been spoken right from last week, Bishop Oko was here. He also said some very wild things. Yeah, some serious fireworks. Then Bishop Jake was here. Then Prophet Makai was here. Amen. And in, and in those meetings, we had already come from our camp already. Some things had happened there. Yeah. Some people got delivered of demons they never knew were there. You think a devil, you think a devil is a demon is a, a joker. It's not. Demons, they behave like snakes. As we are standing here, I'm very confident that there are snakes on this grounds. But we don't know where they are. We haven't seen them. Because every snake you see is a dead snake, and every demon you see, he's exiting. <laughs> I, I hope you understand. But they are there. Why are they there? Some agreement your great, 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 great grandmother meant and made. You don't know. Or you don't understand what I'm saying. Then suddenly, something happens. And you realize, really? So something was there. Asomwa. Asomwa. Are you in the house or you have traveled? Uh -huh. Because some of you, when we're talking about such things, they're like, oh man, I don't have a demon. I'm not demon for it. <laughs> don't be defensive about it. As for the devil, I don't care whether he is on, upon, in, out, or around. Whatever it is, he should exit. He should go away. Are you getting it? And it may not be with your permission. During our years of ministry in the north, I, I came to one conclusion that all oh, my sheep who had given their lives to Christ, they should be, they should be uh, more delivered. Because the area where we were working, when you are born as a child, before you take in your mother's milk, a concoction is given to you to drink. And a decision is made about you by a soothsayer. So, it can be an entry. Are you seeing it? You had nothing to do with it. You didn't know about it. Nobody maybe has even told you about it. But the enemy has a door of permission to be there when you don't know. And but me, I told that when I gave my life to Christ, everything has a, a result. Hey, how I wish it were so. I have shown you the drama over and over and over what happens. Your spirit is born anew. Your mind is as it is. Your body is as it is. And so, so many things are as they are. You day or you no day? Anyway, I don't even know why I'm starting from that angle. But today, I'm going to share with you a message I call the natural and the supernatural. The natural and the supernatural. The natural and the supernatural. There are two kinds of people here in this room. 
and two kinds of people who have participated in all the spiritual activity that is going on. There are people who are in their natural state and there are people who are in their supernatural state. And because of that, the impact of all that has gone on is different. Quite apart from the fact that we are different people with different experiences and different backgrounds, there's also the fact that depending on whether you are natural or spiritual, that's another way to put it, that's what will determine how you perceive what is happening to you. So I want to start with one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible. 2 Corinthians 2.14. Let's hope I've given you the right. 1 Corinthians, I beg your pardon. 1 Corinthians 2.14. Let me just show you something. This scripture, I want you to learn it. And it says something. It says, But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. Pastor George, you are welcome. I was going to welcome you also. I didn't see you. Pastor George, who has, he's supposed to be on missions. These two people who are here, is the border they are waiting to open. That's why they are here. That's why they have not gone. We speak the borders of Madagascar open in Jesus' name. Amen. So they are in waiting to go. But in the meantime, we are enjoying their fellowship. Hallelujah. Are you here? This scripture I find a very interesting one. The natural man. The natural man. The normal man. The ordinary man. The logical man. The critical man. The analytical man. Receives nothing from the Spirit of God. Hey. As I'm walking around happily among people who consider themselves to be academicians. The academic man receives nothing from the Spirit of God. Because the things of the Spirit of God are foolishness to him. I mean, I mean, how can a demon come out of a person just by somebody's words? How can my finances be dependent upon my paying tithe? How can I be saved and go to heaven just by a prayer? Who cry was the wife of Cain? How cry? Who God cry? Who is he? <laughs> so if we have come to church and we say that we're coming to God, why are they collecting our money? Why are they separating some people that they will give five thousand, some two thousand? I mean, why? Ask your neighbor, are you the one asking that question? Then you are the one over whom this verse is speaking. That you receive nothing from the Spirit of God. How does mercy's one city become 800 that becomes 2,000? I mean, how? How? Hey, the church is very quiet. Here. You see, 
I am so sure that in the past few two weeks, every single body associated with this church has received something from God. I am so sure of it. But the reason why some people feel that I didn't get anything, this is the reason. In your natural state, you receive nothing. Because the thing looks like foolishness. It looks like foolishness. I mean, when I think about it, God, why is he waiting for you to receive Christ? If I were God, I would frighten everybody. I would just frighten you. Some few earthquakes, some thunder. I mean, when you are lying down to sleep, suddenly I will appear and say, whoa. <laughs> I mean, I can think of so many things that I think would be more effective in getting you to accept Christ. But the scriptures say that he is the one who has determined that by the foolishness of preaching, men will be saved. Yeah, the Bible calls it the foolishness of preaching. That somebody will stand, hold a microphone, and talk with you, and reason with you, if you use your, your Lord. Yes. Yes. He could set you up. I mean, uh, star. I, I was excited in life. <laughs> I was just excited in life. And I turned to Pastor Kofi and I said, how I wish the Holy Ghost would just appear and be displaying like this. I mean, Charlie. For... <laughs> I wish that Charlie would just arrive and come and show himself and basically, I mean eh? my favorite part, cry was his whole demonstration, walking all the way down there jumping on the stage, Charlie ow! and I said, I asked him that ah, will you not be happy if Charlie you are praying, no, Charlie just bounces into the, into your room, I mean <laughs> hey but for some reason, God in his wisdom decided that you and I, we will pray to, we will depend upon, and we will work with somebody that we cannot see. Somebody that we cannot, at most of the time, we can't even feel him. It's his wisdom. And so when you as a natural person, <laughs> hey, yeah, are you here? By the time I finish speaking to you this Sunday and next Sunday, you'll know whether you are a spiritual person or not. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm going to share with you some things I hope you'll remember. Number one, a solid scriptural foundation helps you to believe in the supernatural. A solid scriptural foundation helps you to believe in the supernatural. A solid scriptural foundation. One of the things I really liked with Prophet Makai's ministration, the scriptures, just flowing one verse to another, to another, yeah. If you will bother to read your Bible, and instead of looking at it through the lenses of a denomination, or a lens of what somebody has told you, just read the scripture that is there. If you bother to just read it, you be a spiritual person. Because the whole Bible, everything is spiritual. From the beginning to the end. In the beginning, God. We don't know what beginning, but okay, they said God. Created the heavens and the earth. Right there is a miracle. Right there. Are you there? Yeah. Right there. Created the heaven and the earth. 
straight away, it's right there, there's a distinction. The people who I don't understand the most are those who tell me that there's a big bang theory. I, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. And then you say big bang, then you say you're a scientist. Excuse me. What do we know in science? Anything that we leave, it tends to more disorder, not to order. There cannot be a big bang that automatically brings order. Doesn't happen. Choose which one you are going to say. Don't tell me you are a scientist and then turn the science upside down. Another group of people I don't understand are the evolution theorists. There is evolution, it is true. There is survival of the fittest. But the fact that there is survival of the fittest does not turn the motorcycle into a car. A motorbike is a motorbike and a car is a car. There is a bicycle and a better bicycle and an even better bicycle, a motorbike and an even better motorbike and another motorbike, but there's also a car that's a car that is another car, and you cannot tell me that the bicycle metamorphosed into the motorbike and metamorphosed into the car. You can't tell me that. You can't tell me that. Excuse me. Open your Bible and read it well. Yeah. In the beginning, God. And he just covers a whole lot of things. And the earth was without form and void. And the are you there? And the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. If you will open your Bible and really read what is there, do you understand now why I said not through the eyes of somebody or through the mind of some unbeliever? Open it yourself and read immediately. You are faced right there with a God who does miracles. You are faced right there with a God who does certain things in the way he was going to do it. As soon as the Spirit of God came, a certain order came and you will see exactly the same thing in your useless life that when the... No, our lives without God, totally useless. Suddenly, he comes in there and right there in the middle of our disorder, he begins to create order. Tell me that after knowing Jesus Christ properly for a few years, tell me your life is as disorganized as before. Almost without even trying, order begins to enter your life. And it is something that even unbelievers know. Even unbelievers know it. As ministers up in Tamale, I remember a time came. One Sunday we were in church. And then we saw some traditional guys coming. You always see in the clothing. And we wondered that what trouble today have we found? What again is up? And when they came, they said that they had been sent by a chief. The chief has sent them to come and ask us why we had started a church in a city. Do you remember? Please, for you to know I'm telling you the truth. I've not told her the example. Take your microphone and explain it. Yeah. Started a church in a village that was very close to, like two villages that were yes. very close. Yes, and then the, the village where we hadn't started a church, the chief sent people to come and ask us why we started a church in the village before, like, without starting a church in that village because yes. they could see the difference between yes. their village and the one where yes. we have started the church. Amen. So even among people of a different belief and different religion, the coming of Christianity to a place to them meant the bringing of order and the bringing of a certain advancement. Among unbelievers, now you won't believe What the You can't see. This is your life. 9.20, you are sitting in church. Useless fellow. Before you knew Christ, you'll be snoring by this time. 
let me tell you one of the duty-free easiest ways to become poor for life a lot of sleep just you don't need to do anything please live your normal life and sleep a lot or here bet you say <laughs> and it is also scripture oh Charlie, my people behind the ah, they are too good they are too good oh it says what a little sleep a little slumber so let me just add small just a little hey the part that kills me is that it says so shall die poverty not just poverty or your own the one that they have written your name now me say share if satan has some poverty in in heaven with my name on it he will keep it he's not coming no 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 i won't give it away you are sleeping while you are snoring the enemy comes with a bag of poverty and leaves it in your room hey are you there that's why you find out that wealthy people don't sleep a lot yeah wealthy people they don't sleep a lot just watch or power, I shouldn't just say wealthy, powerful people. People who, whose life brings things, makes things happen. It's not, it's not a life with a lot of sleep. And you don't have to be Zuckerberg to know. <laughs> Are you there? Yeah. So the first thing I'm saying with you is that to you is that if you will just open your Bible and read it. If you will just open and read it it will help you because you will see so many supernatural things there that Moses was standing on the edge of the Red Sea holding up his sword and the sea parted and some of these things are even documented that they've come to see that something did happen are you in the house so that it will make you not ask certain questions because you will understand and accept and even expect that it will happen to you yeah just by reading your scriptures. And you read some of the stories and you want to dance. Say, Joshua, go and fight. When he's fighting, as long as the rod is up, he's winning. The rod is down, he's losing. He said, what is the connection? Is there a line? Is there an energy? Is there something? Listen, it's a supernatural experience. Number two, many Christians are unaware when they are having supernatural experiences. You don't even know. You don't even know. At a point last Friday, we were, I was expecting some other bishops in town who were going for a program and I had to go outside because they were approaching and I needed to show them where they were going to sleep. And as I stood out there, I was watching people who were sitting outside a spiritual meeting is going on. Supernatural things are happening. They are on their phone. You see, even as I'm standing here preaching, I'm watching some people outside there whose minds are on something. Yeah. And so you see that you are in a place where spiritual things are happening, but you don't even know that it's happening to you. You are just there. A natural. Natural. I didn't say anything to them. I mean, if you're in a meeting like this and you yourself, even common sense should tell you that, Charlie, I should be a little alert. Hey! Are you in the church this morning? At the corner over there, can you wave? Let me see whether, oh, you are there. Charlie is too nice. Very powerful. Amen! Are you in the house? Supernatural spiritual things can be happening and you'll be just there. You don't even know. 
You don't even know. Because when God is doing his thing, eh, he is not going to try to convince you. He'll just do what he's doing. Yeah. And if you are in your natural state, it will just pass you. Let's go to the Bible. Genesis 28 from verse 10. Jacob went out from Bathsheba and went toward Haran. He lightened upon a certain place and tarried there all night because the sun was set. And he took of the stones of that place and put them for his pillows and lay down in that place to sleep. And he dreamed. And behold, a ladder set up on the earth and the top of it reached to the heaven. And behold, the angels of God ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, thy father, and the God of Isaac, the land whereon thou liest. To thee will I give it and to thy seed, and thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth. Thou shalt spread abroad to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south. And in thee and thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. And behold, I am with you and will keep thee in all places whither thou goest and will bring thee again into this land, for I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken of thee, to thee of. And Jacob awaked out of his sleep, and he said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I knew it not. Hmm. Are you there? The Lord is in this place, and I knew it not. The young man had made a, what he thought was a random decision. I have walked and walked. It's nightfall. I cannot continue my journey. So let me lie down and sleep. Here's an open plain. I can sleep over here. Organize some stones for a pillow. I mean, you know it that you have hit rock bottom in life when your pillow cries a stone. So he put the stones down and he lay down. And any missionary who is hearing me, you need to understand that if you have not slept on the stone yet, there's still some distance down you can go. <laughs> Hey, so when you find that you have a bed, you thank God. But the Bible says that when he lay down and he slept, he began to have an encounter in his sleep. So, son, now God was there. And when he woke up, he said, hey, God was here. I didn't know. I didn't know. And many of us are like that. We come into the place and after... Then we are saying that, hey, God was there. And I didn't know. God was there. I think it's very sad that it's only after. (laughs) It's only afterwards. It's not the only place. In the Bible, in the book of Judges 13, a man and his wife, they had had no children and it was time for the prophet Samson. Samson was one of the judges. Let me call him the judge, not the prophet. Of Israel to be born. And an angel appeared to his mother. And so the mother goes to tell the husband that, hey, certain man came to speak to me. Few days later, the person returned. You see. <laughs> okay. The woman said, verse 6, she came to her husband, she said, a man of God came unto me. So she thought he was a man. And his countenance was like the countenance of an angel of God. But I asked him whence he was, and neither told me his name. I asked for an address. I asked, who are you? The woman crashed. She had even tried. Her husband was worse. <laughs> because when the man appeared again, kept on saying, take us to verse 15, 16, somewhere there, 17, 18, something. The man was called Manoah, you see. 
he said to the angel, I pray thee, let us detain you till we have made ready a kid for you. And he kept on. You see, one of the things in this, go and read it. I can't read the whole thing for you. But in Judges 13, he kept on referring to him as a man, as a man of God, as a man, as a man. It was last minute that he realized he was an angel. And some of us, we have met angels and we call them men. If you will turn and think a little bit, you'll see that there was something about a certain meeting. You met somebody and the impact of the person on you. Hello? But then you think that is a man. Not knowing that you are having a serious, spiritual, supernatural. Are you in the church? Yeah. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. And I'm saying to you that spiritual things are happening around you. In these past two weeks, a lot of supernatural things have happened to you. Be careful that you don't just say it's not anything. Amen? That word you heard, that scripture that struck you, that thing that came into your mind. Are you there? Yeah. It meant something. You may not know what to that's why you should have somewhere that you write those things. Just leave it there and continue. One day God will show you, you will ask since this time. This. Number three, the greatest barrier to the supernatural is not the devil, it's naturalness. The greatest barrier to the supernatural is naturalness. Some of you, as you were sitting down in the various meetings and things were happening, you argued it off. Oh, it's not really so. It wasn't a wind that passed me. The weather was a bit cold. Oh, what he even said, it could have been anybody. It's not really me. It could have been anybody. Oh, that scripture, it's just a scripture. It has always been a scripture. Meanwhile, the scripture jumped out at you. And that's one of the ways God speaks. When a certain scripture, in all the scriptures, one scripture just seems to jump at you. I say, oh, the word of God, that's how it is. Yeah. It will just be jumping, jumping. <laughs> hey. I want to read for you a story. All that I'm sharing with you is from a book by our father that you have. You have the book. Yeah, it's with you. Have you seen that you are very quiet? I'm going to read a testimony he shared in it about himself. And I am sure that some of you will identify. <laughs> Many years ago, I was desirous of re receiving the Holy Spirit baptism. I wanted to experience the Holy Spirit baptism with the evidence of speaking in tongues like everybody else. Speaking in tongues is a very supernatural thing. I remember once going to a meeting where people were being prayed for to receive the Holy Spirit. And as I looked on, I began to laugh at the people. Hearing them speaking in tongues make me laugh uncontrollably. It sounded so ridiculous. Does it not sound ridiculous that somebody standing there? I mean, you can't win that shakabana rapid in tongues. I think it was a very nice song, in fact. Yes. Oh, it's a good place to clap again if you want to. Amen. 
I laughed so hard that I thought I had sinned against the Holy Spirit. Later that year, I finally decided that the baptism of the Holy Spirit was for me. I told a few people that I knew someone in town who could pray for us to receive the Holy Spirit. I remember traveling all the way into town to locate a brother who agreed to come and pray for us. One Saturday, this minister decided to attend our meeting and pray for us. As we gathered in the classroom, I was hopeful and expectant. After preaching about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, this brother prayed for everyone. He asked those who had received the Holy Spirit to raise up their hands. Then I realized that almost everybody had received, except me. I couldn't believe it. I thought to myself, I organized this meeting. I brought this man from town to pray for us. Yet others who have no interest in the Holy Spirit have received. I just couldn't understand it. To my left and to my right, people were speaking in tongues, but I couldn't. I was very discouraged. The man of God encouraged those of us who had not received to continue praying in the Holy Spirit. I continued praying for the Holy Spirit for several weeks. One morning, six weeks later, while lying on my bed, I routinely asked the Lord to fill me with his Holy Spirit. Before I realized it, I heard a beautiful language coming out of my spirit. I was speaking in tongues. I was so happy that I didn't stop praying in tongues for three hours. I was afraid that the Holy Spirit would go away if I stopped praying. The question is, why did it take me six weeks before I received the Holy Spirit? The answer is in the Bible. The natural man receiveth not. If you are very logical, critical, analytical, fleshly, judgmental, you're just being natural. And when you are natural, you will not receive anything of the Spirit. Amen. I find this a very interesting story and I pray that some of you who are here who do not speak in tongues, now you know why you don't speak in tongues. It's not that you are special. It's not that the word of God does not work for you. It's just that your mind is still too active about it. So continue asking and continue reading. Each time you read in the, Holy, the, the, the Bible about it, it, it enters into your spirit. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Slowly your doubts and yourself moves away. Enough for you to receive. Are you here? Because the truth of the matter is that until you receive the ability to speak in tongues, your prayer life will only get to a certain point. Because we are natural. You can only speak for so long. At a certain point, that mind is tired. But when you speak in tongues, it bypasses your mind. And that's why you can keep going for days. Are you in the house? Yeah. But it's just a, it is just a nice example. Because we are reading about somebody who is a very spiritual person that we know. Are you here? And who has miracles in his ministry. And who prays a simple prayer and people get healed. But he also went through the door that you are going through. Amen? Oh, you don't mind me again. So I'm saying it to just encourage you that if you find yourself, and that's why I'm sharing what I'm sharing. Our spiritual season is continuing. And so if you find that maybe nothing special has happened to me, everything has appeared ordinary, I want to say to you that you still have a chance. You still have a chance. Wrestle down your mind. Yeah, wrestle down your mind. Sometimes it's in order to tell your mind you don't have anything to say here. I've not asked you any question. Yeah. And just accept what you are seeing as you are seeing it. Amen. 
it is a rule for your Christian life and it will help you. Because there, there will always be questions that you cannot answer. For instance, why should you type? You should type because God asks you to type. But let's go a little deeper. What's the connection between my putting my type in the basket and my financial security? Can you answer? Can you answer? The people on my left, can you answer? You can't. Because you can only see so far and no further. So you are at a point. That's why faith is what you need. The currency you need into the supernatural is faith. Just like how when you want to, in the natural, the currency to getting anything is money. But in the supernatural is faith. That you are able to just believe it. This is it. When I began to believe that what I say mattered, it began to matter. Yeah. Just made me very careful with my words. Because I realized that I can destroy a whole life by saying it. Why would I want to do it? So I won't say. I won't say. Are you awake here? Powerful. But are you understanding what I'm saying? So in the same way, I'm saying to you that you must begin to see and begin to accept that. Some things, I have to accept it as it is. I have to accept it like that. I pay my tithe regularly. In fact, I don't know how many times I pay my tithe in a month. Yeah. Because as soon as something comes, I pay my tithe. Or you don't understand what I'm saying. Somebody will come and see me and say that, oh, Mother's Day was the other day. I wanted to buy you a gift. I don't know what it is. I didn't know what to get you. So I gave you 50 CDs. I will immediately pay 5 or 10 CDs. You can, you always see it there. Immediately. Immediately. As I do it, God also does what he says he's doing. Yes. Uh, you, have, you have become very quiet. Though. Yeah. Yeah. This year, I couldn't do some parts of my work for over four months. Which meant that for four months, I didn't have a certain part of my salary. No income. Did it even affect anything? Not at all. If you went check, there's tight all the time, meaning that God provide for me. Yes, always. Oh, it's because you are a pastor. You are an idiot. You see. <laughs> no, no, you see, I'm just answering. You see, no, I just, I just need to pick it because that's the, that's the natural mind. That's it. That's it. That's it. It's because you are a pastor. Please, oh, I have been a Christian since I was 22 years old. Today, I am 59. Subtract it. Subtract it. It's not a, I don't know why you are clapping. Oh. It's not a clapping point. But I have followed this thing for 37 years. Please, you are a scientist. If you see something happening regularly over 37 years, don't you know that what you are seeing, that's the conclusion? I thought you said you are the scientist. You go and do your experiment. After six months, you are telling us that is it. We have all gone, those of us who had the opportunity, we have gone to take vaccine that they have tested for what? How many months? Two years. It's not even two years. A year and a bit. We have gone for it. That one crowd we say it can help. We believe. What about the one we have done 37 years? In the 37 years, I had only one year that I didn't pay tight. By the conclusion of that one year, my husband and I, we promised ourselves that never again, if we don't have food to eat, if we don't have clothes to wear, if we don't have anywhere to live, our tithe we will pay. Yeah. 
Because we were in a foreign country and we had entered into a difficult place. And my husband said that, Charlie, he can't go and borrow money, he can't go and beg. So if he's going to borrow, let's borrow from God. So we used our tithe. The story of that year, the story of that year, the financial calamity of that year, it was so strong that we promised ourselves, at that time we'd been married maybe three years, we promised ourselves that never again, sickness, health, death, water, flood, illness, whatever type, we pay. We pay. Do you understand what I'm saying? So I don't know how it yields financial stability. But what I know is that God said it would do. I have done and it has done. He has done and it has done. That's all. That's all. That's all. And that is why even if we get to a place where the devils are winning and government comes to say nobody shall pay tithe, I'll pay it. Yes, I'll pay it. Kaya, don't fear government. It's God I fear. The calamity we saw in one year. Hey! And some of you, that's what you are experiencing. You have chopped your tithe and you're finding the calamity that is surrounding you. Your tithe was supposed to be 20 cities. You paid 15. When you pay 15, it's not a tithe. So you're not covered. And he goes on to say, bring it. And then he said that what? (laughs) Test and see. If I won't open the windows of heaven and pour out an overflowing blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. I cannot tell you the number of times I've sat in my house and shared things. So I don't have enough space. Take this one. Take this one. Take this one too. Take this one. Yeah. Not from going to school. From reaping this blessing. This one. Direct, direct, direct. Hey, the church has become quiet on me again. Yeah. <laughs> not once, not twice. One year I woke up, it wasn't even a year. I just woke up one day. I said that everything that's jewelry in this room, I'm dashing it. I took everything, everything. I dashed everything. Everything. Right now, I don't know where to pack the jewelry I have. Another time I got up, I'm not minding you. <laughs> you to go and pay your tithe. Lady Reverend, am I saying the wrong thing? Help you go on. Another time I got up, I said, listen. Their clothes, there are too many, so let's remove them. I shared everything. So recently when somebody was saying that, oh, mommy, the things are too many, I said, it's not my fault. It's not my fault. It's not my fault at all. It's not my fault. It's my tithe that's working. Yeah, it's my tithe that's it's just working for me. Yeah. Hey, the church has become quiet too. Yeah. It's up to you. I'm, you see, I'm just giving you the evidence. Do you understand? Yeah. Just giving you the evidence. Recently, somebody said they're coming to, for shopping in my things. I said, okay, you allow me to move and come and shop. Not that they are paying me. The person's coming and say, please, I like this bag. And I like this one. Yeah, I'm just showing you that the scripture, you will not have enough room. Enough room. Enough room. It's up to you. I'm giving you personal examples because that's all I have. Yeah, I don't have somebody else's examples. Yeah. Hey, the church is quiet. I moved into the place that I'm staying now three years ago. Today, 
I'll be moving out soon. When I moved into the place, I gave everything. Everything had a place. It fits. Go and ask them in my house. You can't pass. Because in the two, three years, I should clear again, eh? Hey, the church has become very quiet. Oh. <laughs> and pastor, if God has rescued you, she be standing there talking about You see, no, allow me. I'm just picking the logical, critical, analytical, useless mind that's disturbing you. I'm trying to show you something. For once, push your own stupid self aside and let your spiritual ear hear. Let it hear. I don't need to boast about anything to you. What if you know what will you do for me? I mean, what difference will it make to me? I'm just sharing something with you. When I started my walk in faith, I didn't know anybody who could stand there and tell me face to face that I've done it and it has worked for me. But you are blessed. I'm telling you that I've done it for 37 years. This is what it has done for me. And then you want to come and give me your... Come on. Push your neighbor and say, neighbor... It's about time we take this God serious. It's about time. It's about time. It's about time. It's about time. Yeah. And I'm sharing. I'm just showing you the scripture. I'm just showing you that this verse. I've, I could choose another verse. Because it's not the only one. Yeah. All those who walk around me, they know that what I'm saying is true. Yeah. I said three years ago, everything fits in the house. Everything. Yeah. Three years later. You can't even pass some places in the house. Exactly. Not that I've taken money to go and buy it. God has just brought it in a way. Oh. Eh, please, if you accept, accept. You don't accept, stop. Stand to your feet. <laughs> we'll continue next week. But I'm just trying to challenge your faith. Amen? Your suffering touches me. And it worries me. Are you there? As you are walking, I was very blessed by Festus' testimony. When he shared that some friends just came together and paid his fees. Yeah, it just... Yeah. And the same can happen to you. That's the point I'm making. Are you here? He said that, look, he went and gave an offering. And people are standing there. And so, are you bribing God? Can you bribe God? Hey, can we bribe him? Can we pay him? Obviously not. But if he says that, if you do this, I will do that. Accept it. Accept it. The suffering is too much. Oh, you're not tired of suffering? <sighs> I said, are you not tired of suffering? <sighs> I said that I get text. Pastor, I've not eaten. Today is two days. Then I start, something does me. I mean, why? Why? Child of God, I want you to understand that it is not right. It's illegal. David said, I was young, now I am old. I have not seen the children of begging for bread. Ah, come on. That is not God's plan for us. But we need to work with him. Do you get me? Work with him. Give him what he needs to get you out. He has chosen to work it that way. Again, I cannot answer why. Emma, if you are God and you see that I'm hungry, can you not just do it? Now you have, to, you have come to the point where you cannot even manage your life. It's God you are going to give instructions. Yeah, that's the scripture. I have been young and now I'm old. Yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. Ah. Ah. 
if you are in this church, your begging days are over, please. I said your begging days are over. Your days of need are over. You are going to become charged, follow his instruction. He's bailing you out and he's bringing you out of this calamity. In the mighty name of Jesus, lift up your voice this morning. Lift up your voice. Tell God the Lord, I'm coming out. Oh yes, he's bringing you into a place of abundance. Not just for yourself, for others. Talk to the Lord. Talk to him this morning. Talk to him this morning. Oh, talk to him this morning. Oh, yes. Father, bring us out. Bring us out. Bring us out. In the name of Jesus, bring us out to God. In the mighty name of Jesus. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed, you are here this morning. You've always been here, but you've not given your life to Jesus. Again, because it doesn't sound logical. How can I pray a prayer and be saved? Should I not be doing something? The doing comes after. Right now, what he needs from you is just you acknowledging that he has paid for your sins. You cannot pay for it yourself. It will cost more than your life. But you are here, you want to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. I want to invite you to receive him. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed, you are here saying that I want to have this relationship with Jesus. I want to give my life to Jesus. When I die, I want to go to heaven. I want you to lift up your right hand. I want to pray with you. Just lift up your right hand. Just lift up your right hand. That victorious life is for a believer. Just lift up your right hand. Yes, today you want to receive Jesus. Please, step out of where you are and just come to me. I want to pray with you. Just come. I want to pray with you. Just step out. Just step out. Let the ushers help me. My brother, come. Just come. Just come. Come and stand here. God bless you. God bless you. Step out of where you are. I invite you to just come and give your life to Jesus. It doesn't look logical. It doesn't make sense. But he says it and he'll do it. Draw closer. God bless you. Just come. Just come. Come unto Jesus. So step out and come. It's a whole life awaiting you. it one more time. Your heart is beating. Jesus is calling. Just come. standing and you are saying, should I go? Should I not go? You are the one I'm waiting for. Please step out and come. Jesus is just calling you this morning. Step out and come. Come and join us here. Let's pray together. There's a debate going on in your heart. It's just a sign of the struggle over your life in heaven. Just come. Jesus is calling you this morning. Just come. Just come. Come and begin a certain walk with him. As we sing for the last time. Just come. To Jesus, let him have his way. Let him have his way. Just join me and pray this prayer after me and make it your own prayer. You want to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash me in the blood of Jesus. Cleanse me from my sins. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, you are my savior 
and you are my Lord. I thank you for saving me in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for my brethren as they have come and given their lives to you. Lord, touch their lives. Help them to believe in you, O God. I pray, Lord, that a certain struggle will end in their lives. And that, Lord, they will walk with you and discover that your word is true. And may they enjoy their life with you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at F-O-L-C-I-D-S. God richly bless you.